it's all you, bud. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Dude, you got to warn me. You got to point at me. I, I, like, no, wait, wait, didn't wait. You. I said we silence. were recording. <laughs> but isn't there like a thing? We don't start with a thing? Maybe Those that's like the second time days. now. This Those is the are second only on live days. <laughs> this is the second time. Like, I'm like, look. Oh, hey. Hi. I'm looking. I'm looking at this because I'm reading these German words that Luther wrote. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking, oh, I see how they interpreted that. Word all the epistle Saint Paul, word of epistle Saint Paul, right? Or the the or word of the Saint Paul's epistle, whatever, whatever. It's like, oh, I'm getting an Allison. He's like, it's your turn, bud. <laughs> hey. Hi, hi, everybody. Was uh, uh, apparently it's my turn to start this. So, thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of Self Evident Podcast, where you will only get the truth. And nothing but the truth. So help us, Lord, because this isn't about us giving just opinions. We feel our opinions have to be backed by scripture, yep. also by reason, by constitution. So we're obviously walking in that vein <clears throat> where most people won't call out things because we're all Republicans or Democrats. We don't care about that. We care about if it's true, then let's let's walk in the truth. If it's not or it's unconstitutional or unbiblical, we need to call it out. We're not tied to a favorite personality or a public figure. We just love people who walk in truth. And there are times for grace. You know, there's times where people screw up. We get it 100%. That's why we're here, too, because we screw up. And we want to hold each other accountable, you know, because that's a good body, right? That's yeah. the good. That's the body of the law. <laughs> I'm going to say that on Wednesday night. That's the a body, body of, of Jesus. Lord. That's a body of God. I always wanted to be a preacher like that. And I can't. I do, too. I would... That'd be sweet, huh? Oh, man. Just get the like... big hanky. Yes. Like running across the state. Do you not understand? Remember Pastor Polk? Pastor Polk was the man. Oh, the energy. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. You know, get oh. that, cut that shirt off, man. <laughs> no, Pastor Polk was awesome. I, I Anywho's. wish I could have his energy and Dude, passion. he can preach, man. Yeah, he he can. can preach. Anywho's, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Guys, if you have not subscribed yet, whatever platform you're listening to on, subscribe. What are you waiting for? Subscribe. Gosh. It's Italian. I keep telling you that. I know. You know, a like is free. A yeah. share is free, how, too. How much does how much energy do you expend going click? A break a nail? That, that must happens. be it. Oh, I broke a nail. Yeah, I can't maybe. click like. All the ladies are like, I'm not going to share it now, you jerk. <laughs> Misogynistic jerks. Pigs. Yeah, maybe. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, well, there you go, Media Matters. Yeah, There's we, yours. Uh, <laughs> There's their clip. Yep. I'm a thogenist. So, anyways, we uh we're we're experiencing some difficulty as far as like getting the message out there. Again, it is what it is. I mean, the more I gotta we, fight YouTube this week. Yeah, again. I gotta fight it again. Like it's 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 kind of a common occurrence. We don't care really. But what we do care about is the truth getting out there, and we don't care about numbers, we care about people getting the truth yeah. and walking in it. So, guys, we got a great show today. I'm gonna tell you why. I don't know. Yeah. I just know it's going to be good. Just pay attention. Just, 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 just quit rushing us. Okay. You know, we'll get there. We've been working hard. And if you just sit back, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Gee. Some, sometimes There's, it's worth the drive. I, I see. See, see, it's like tea. The longer, the longer it's, it steeps, the, the better the, the, the quality. Yeah. And the, 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 the pot roast, the longer it sits. The, the softer it tastes. And you got to get to the soft tenderness of the truth. Yeah. 
So steep on that. <laughs> Take and it roast easy. It. Quit doing this. We like this. We thing. we work hard. We do for five minutes before. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about now? What the heck? I really do. We got to do some kind of behind the scenes. Now we don't. Mike works really hard on what we talk about, and I do research, and we all do thing. But we should do some parody, oh, like. Man. They look all polished, put together five <laughs> seconds before. What, we, so, what do you want to talk about? I don't okay, know. But, but, but evidence by he just turns on the freaking cameras and says nothing to me. Nothing. Nothing. Now, mind you, Mondays are pre-recorded. Yes. So we're recording this three hours before it releases. Okay. So just so you know. So we're here at seven in the morning. Uh, chew on that. Yeah. yeah chew, we're up so early. The word marinates for three hours before you chew it. Oh, spiritual truth. <laughs> da, 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 da. See, that's why we need one of them sound thingies. <laughs> Mike would have not done that if it were 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> and we want y'all to know Easy E has kept his job this week. He has. He has. He has He's done well. Forward. He got here on time. He was here before I did. I was here before Massey was here. That's true. I live here. <laughs> <laughs> this little studio room is in my house. And so, like, I live here and I'm like walking across. Oh, hey, Krusty's <laughs> morning, fellas. I'm kidding. But <laughs> it's like I got a little jaunt over. Yeah, I, I pulled up and his car was already in the lawn. And that makes it sound so ghetto. In the lawn. You make it sound like it, I, just, I just destroy his lawn every time I get here. Just park yeah, I'm going to do a burnout before I leave, <laughs> so, just so you know. So we, so when we first bought this house, the first three years, you remember? Oh, yeah. It was like sand and yeah. three blades of grass and was, sand and three blades of grass. It was like those old Bosley commercials, the before <laughs> yeah. picture, you know, like a couple Dude. hairs sticking up. So three years, we've I've literally prayed over my lawn. I've prayed over it, like Lord, yeah, start praying over mine. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> blessing my lawn, all these other things. And I know that's not the only thing because it's God, right? So we did these treatments. You know, this yeah. company called Sunday. We're not sponsored, but we should be. Uh, but it really works. Like this stuff yeah. resurrects your lawn. Well, I don't know which one of y'all's cars leaked something, but like it put it on the lawn. All of a sudden, there's this giant yellow spot. Like we had oh, a dog. No. But what's cool about that product, I don't know what it does, but the more it rains, the more it just takes that all oh, away. So cool. it's really, really good product. It's it's not spendy. I wouldn't say it was spendy. It's an investment. So it's yeah. a couple hundred bucks. I can't remember what it is. So you guys should go check it out because it's really, really good for your life. We're not sponsored by them. It's a free plug. Yeah. But it really don't, works. I like don't get mad at them. It's just Massey yeah. saying, hey, this company Yeah, don't works. call them and say, why are you sponsoring them? Yeah. It's not, we're just, not. See all I just like promoting. Trolls. I like promoting good product. Like, get rid of your Democrat Republican hat for a minute. You want your lawn nice, use a good product. That's a good product. And right. we've only done one application. You're supposed to do like three or four. Jeez. The one we did, like, I, rocked. Then I will attest to that. Like, that has been a dramatic change in only one application. Dude. That's awesome. It takes 15 minutes. I think it's like you go out there, you do it for 15 minutes, right? And then you just let it sit, and then you're supposed to, like, add nutrients. We never yeah. did it because I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. It's not even that. It wasn't that we couldn't. I just don't know if we didn't send in a, uh, a sample. So they sent us a couple other boxes of the treatments, yeah. but dude, it worked like it just awesome. We, but we did seed it the first year too. So it like yeah, helped grow. I'm sure but still it like, it's nice. My lawn yeah. is very, very pretty now. I'm almost to the point where I'm going to tear my whole lawn out and restart because the weeds are taking over. I was doing good the first year. 
first year, year and you, a half. Look into Sundays. I'm going to seriously. I think there's a there's a salvage it. There's a whole application because you got thick grass, right? Your yeah. grass is super thick. It's yeah. that. The you, St. Augustine. Yeah, you step tan. on it and like your blades of grass cutting your feet. Yeah, I, I almost want to switch it out, but I know that stuff is really hardy, especially with a lot of sunlight and all that. But I'm convinced every man past the age of 30 falls into one of four interests, which is <laughs> World War II, <laughs> barbecue. I love that. I love that. Lawn care. Yes, sir. Or golf. <laughs> Working on that this year, actually. There's no lie. I, before God, I'm working on that this year. We like, we, we got to post that as a like a, a motivational picture. Which one do you? On which one are you, media. man? Which one are you, man? You know, true. Also, too, dude, we got to do that for social media because men don't really respond as much as women do. We got to get the men engaged in this yeah. too. So, guys, uh, that's a true. So we'll start having man talk. And yeah, we'll lose all of our women. <laughs> so subscribe. Soup. And uh, uh, give us your opinions and, and, and your opinions. Guys, we listen. We read your comments. We talk about the things you guys talk about. Although I have to apologize to Katie. She's from Missouri, I think it is. And uh, she had she had sent me a thing on Messenger like six, seven months ago that said we'd talk about. We may have touched it, but I don't think we really talked about it. But I'll pull it up. I forget what it is. I have okay. to go look at it. But their family is amazing. They support yeah. us and, and they're good people. And uh, so you know who you are, K A T Y, blonde hair. I don't. I just don't want to give their last name. So no, 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 you're good. Yeah, husband's uh, Brent. So uh, just great guy. Pull, pull it up later, and let's talk. And yeah, and it just. I think too. There's to. there's a lot of different things we could talk about. Anyways, we're talking today yeah. about what Luther. So guys, we have the religions, the 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 denominations, I should say, of our Christianity, because of. Many people, right? But like one in particular who we're going to celebrate because it's October is Martin Luther, the reformer. Yeah. Martin Luther was not a perfect dude, but his writings, his, his, what we were talking about steeping, his steeping in the word, his understanding of himself, uh, to me, it is a perfect representation of what a Christian should walk through. I don't think it should always be to this extreme, right? Right. But it should be law to grace. Like he went through the law in his heart. He was trying to process. But that law led him to grace. That exactly. thirst of I need release from my sin, myself, my mind, my emotions, my will to walk in the spirit. When he caught that grace wave, it was like his works transformed. Everything about him just right. like. Because he had all that stuff in him. And it was prime ground because the people around him were walking in the law, you know, and, and, and his people around him, the, 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 the Catholics at the time, the Pope was the one doing the whole indulgence and plenary indulgence yep. things. And, you know, he was like, I'm not here to rebuke the king because the king's got to stop this. And he's like not realizing the king was doing it. So, yep. like, this dude was so pure in the fact that he really wanted people to walk in this grace, the love of God. And he talks about it in his preface, but I yeah. just kind of want you to give it. No, I, I, I love that. And um, he. This is what I'll say. I think it's so important to be steeped in the truth. I, I agree to to get to that point to where you can make monumental change. Paul lived a very similar life. Paul would not have been the man that he was and wrote what. A third of the New Testament without being steeped. In the word, come on, dude. for years upon years, and I'll talk more about that on Wednesday night. I like that. Yeah, I think though, with <laughs> he's 
my man can teach. That's all I know. Like you're so good with, with I, I want to explain something real fast. What I mean by law to grace, there almost has to be a time where the Bible says um, we're under uh, tutors and governors until a point in time, the law and it's right. What it's supposed to do is teach us the basics of, to right. me, what morality is. Don't lie. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't... And people hate that law. I love it. And I I'll tell too. you, I'll tell you why, because the more we hate it, the more we convolute it. Well, a lie is not really a lie, right? What is adultery now? So like we're starting to, that's why divorce is so rampant. We don't even give a crap about what adultery is anymore. We don't even talk about it. And literally God says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus intensifying that saying, even if you look at a woman to lust, you commit adultery. Like men, we need to realize emotional relationships outside of your marriage, uh, viewing things outside of your marriage that are sexual, all of that is adultery. Mm -hmm. All of that, right? So it's like there's a there's a real holy righteous standard. Now, when you're walking in the spirit, you're not thinking, I need to not do that. It's a no, I don't want to. But you you, you, you want to know how you're not walking in the spirit when you don't even think about that. You're just like, ah, it's all right, it's cool. It's like working that law in you, saying, Man, there's nothing I can do to achieve this righteousness, puts you in the primest position to understand the grace of God. Like, Absolutely. oh, you selected me. And Luther would say this, oh, but by the grace of God. Oh, but by the grace of God, I wish Jake was here. Jake studied Luther for years, and I'd love to have him on for that. But we there's... should do like a, a special with him. Do do more of a produced thing with him. Oh my gosh, Luther. yeah, dude, he he really. But also Pastor Chris from uh, Maryland, he's a Lutheran pastor. These guys really dug deep in Luther's works and like what Luther meant. And there's all different types of scholars on Luther, but right. like his his treaties on things, like his 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 mindset on things was. For 15 years, he went through this intense killing of himself by the yeah. law. I'm, I'm saying he couldn't achieve works great enough. He was, I was, I was reading some of your, 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 your things. I have a couple of things pulled up as well, but like he went through 15 years of confessions. And one time his, his, the, 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 the priest challenged him. Why don't you go out and commit some real sin and have something to confess? Like literally his philosopher, his teacher told him, you're doing nothing. Right. And then he would confess, rush back and say, I had the wrong heart in confession. I didn't, I didn't confess with the right penance. <laughs> and it, but do you know people like that? Right. You know, it's like we think, oh, my gosh, he's psychotic. No, the Lord's I believe that the Lord preps people to receive and understand grace, real grace, empowering grace. And so I went through the same kind of conversion for only a couple, like maybe two or three years where it was like nothing I did was right before God. Right. Nothing right. I did could merit the works and i was like dude if i just do this if i do that and that's what luther was doing trying to achieve salvation by works you know? and and to put a cap on that uh i've got a note in here so this process which we'll get into a little bit um his process i uh, read a word for word his process though did not bring him closer to god's love only made him fear god's wrath more so the more and more he went to confession the more and more he tried to cleanse himself the more and more all he saw was God's wrath. Why? Explain that. Because he kept seeing himself as, un himself as unpure and unholy and he wouldn't change. So the more he confessed, the more he was drudging up his real self, his, his unpure self. So it's like, if I'm unpure and I'm not changing, therefore the wrath of God is on me more. And that's dangerous. And you know? there, was no, there was no reconciliation aspect from God. Hear me out on this. Because he, he did not see saved people by faith through grace, right? Because he didn't see that it was all incumbent upon him 
to cleanse and do the works in order to achieve that position of faith, right? So there was no aspect of God reaching down in his life, which means all he saw was the wrath of God. He didn't see the love or the grace reaching down in his sin and pulling him up to righteousness, right? right? right, right. And that's a very sad place to be in for a person because they don't see any hope. Right. All they see is, oh, I made that mistake, that mistake, that mistake, that mistake, right? And it compounds upon them with no no point of a personal love of God reaching out and going, I see all that, good, but I love you, right? And and that segues into what we're about to talk about. And, and the whole reason I wanted to cover Luther, he posted his 95 theses on October 31st, 1517. Now we're going to cover Halloween on Friday. And I thought, what better thing than to start shifting this conversation? Because we always talk about how evil Halloween is and all of that. I want to pick something to redeem the day. Truth. Right. And, and I think this is a very important topic for us as Christians to start paying attention to of like a great work on October 31st that completely transformed the world. Right. Yeah. Where one focuses on death. Right. right. Ghouls, goblins, whatever it is, whatever your thing is. This focuses on the reformation of grace. There was none to be had at the time. And keep in mind, when we're talking about this, we're not saying you have to be like Luther, law no, to grace. No. I believe the law teaches you the foundations where Christ then fulfilled that law. Do you understand? Yeah. To understand, like it's like reading part one and part two. Understand the Old Testament to understand the New Testament. It's part one, part two. And you can't have one without the other. You've got to know the standard and the character of God in order to understand the purpose of Jesus and why he came on this earth, then you value sacrifice more. When you understand the whole like character of God and understand, and will you ever understand the full character of God? Probably not, but the best you can understand why he sent his son and why that sacrifice was so important. So we're going to try to work yeah. that out as best we can with you and interrupt me where you need to with Come your on, stuff. Dude. So, uh, so quick idea about Luther. So you have an idea who this guy was. He was raised in Germany he went to university at 13. What were you doing at 13? <laughs> he finished both the baccalaureate. Nothing good, I know, for me. I had a 14-year-old in there. I'm like, you going to? Yeah, yeah, mow the lawn. Okay. <laughs> He's awesome. I love at, him. at 13, I just picture myself watching cartoons, picking my nose. Like I, it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Eating them fruit loops. Yeah, you know exactly. Uh, he finished both the baccalaureate and master's degrees in the shortest time allowed. He was considered so good at debates, they gave him the nickname The Philosopher. Okay, So how did he become a monk? One day in 1505, he decided he was going to take a walk in a massive, severe thunderstorm. Bolt of lightning struck the ground near him. He said, help me, St. Anne. I will become a monk. Unlike most of us, in a time of duress where we make a vow, he decided to fulfill his vow. He didn't conveniently forget it all, right? Most of the time we're like, oh, Lord, if you do this, I'll become a monk. 15 minutes later. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, if you do Maybe this, later. I'm going to be a better husband. Yeah. And you end up being the same person. Right. There was no conversion. There was no. no... Him, because you can tell his integrity right from the start. Well, I said it. I'm becoming a monk. So he gave away <laughs> everything, entered the monastery. Uh, crazy. He, he was crazy. He was very good at it, too. He was one of those like self-deprivation, whip yourself type of guys. He even said of himself, if anyone could have earned heaven by the life of a monk, it was I. You know immediately who I think of? Paul. I was the Pharisee of Pharisees, right? 
and he and he was saying that as a reproof like exactly let me explain to you if you want to go by works i did it it's almost like i tried yeah i can do that i did it all too you know what i mean but he said no it wasn't even that righteousness by faith and i love how luther really walks in that and and you notice the signal is he he kept going forward with this like massive discipline under the law works type of mentality now i'm not saying do not discipline yourself and just but he was seeking god seeking uh uh relationship with god through those can i make myself worthy Truth. and you notice the lack of peace in him like we talked about fear of god's wrath not understanding god's love not getting any closer it was the grace that had to move him into god's love right okay so continuing luther lived believing that romans 117 okay and i'm going to read this for in the gospel the righteousness of god is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Luther thought that meant he had to be righteous to live by faith. He thought he had to build the works so that he could have the faith. He stated, I hated the word, the righteousness of God, by which I had been taught according to the custom and use of all teachers, that God is righteous and punishes the unrighteous sinner. How many of us have held that on ourselves? Well, God's righteous and I'm unrighteous and he I, punishes. I us. firmly believe that's why people can't overcome sin because they Ooh. feel like I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And in Luther's view, it was I'm trying to make myself righteous to walk by faith. He then says this paragraph here where he says when it flipped for him, it was Romans 117, which you started with. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Here's what he said to that. He goes, at last, there's Revelation. This is that paragraph you have right here in the middle. Yeah, no, at last, it. by the mercy of God, meditating day and night, I gave heed to the context of the words, namely, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed as it is written. He through, he through faith is righteous shall live. So in other words, he picked the words in, in that translation in the Latin. Listen to how it's written in the Latin. He said, he through faith is righteous shall live. So in other words, righteousness was attained through the faith of Christ. So in other words, he said, I couldn't do righteousness. I couldn't do the righteousness to walk by faith. I walk in faith. He, he through me, gives me righteousness to walk, oh, to so abide. Good. That order is so important in that sentence. Now, some of you out there are saying, duh, let me ask you a question. But do you truly walk in righteousness or do you excuse sin in your life? Right. In his world, he was like, I don't want to touch the thing that offended God, because if faith is truly in me, he's made me righteous to hate the deeds of the flesh in the world, to walk in the spirit and walk in righteousness and walk in love. And he talks about Romans five, how love is shed abroad in your heart, all that other stuff. But listen to this. He says this there. I began to understand that the righteousness of God is that by which the righteous lives the righteous lives by a gift of God, namely by faith. And this is the meaning. The righteousness of God is revealed by the gospel, namely the passive righteousness, which is merciful, which merciful God justifies us by faith. As it is written, he through faith is righteous, shall live. Here I felt that I was altogether born again and had entered paradise ooh, itself through the open gates. He entered into paradise after 15 years of crucifying himself. He thought it's by faith in him that produces the righteousness. Now, you know what his heart was? 
he produced in me righteousness. Therefore, I want to walk in the things right. of God. I want to walk in holiness. Not a word that gets tossed around a lot anymore. And I don't know why. Righteousness, goodness, mercy, holiness, truth. All those are found in the book of Romans, which if you read his, can I read this real fast? Yeah. This is his preface. This is just, this is his 10 page preface to the book of <laughs> Romans because he wrote a whole commentary on Romans. This is just the opening. And we're going to read the 10 page. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to read this part. He said, this letter is truly the most important piece in the New Testament Romans to him. He said, it is the purest gospel. It is well worth a Christian's while not only to memorize it word for word. Listen to this. The Christian, he wasn't talking about scholars. The Christian's while not only to memorize it word for word, but also occupy himself with it daily as though it were daily bread to the soul. It is impossible to read or to meditate on this letter too much or too well. The more one deals with it, the more precious it becomes and the better it tastes. Oh, my gosh. That's loving the word. Oh, Lord, have I, what did David say? I have, what did he say? Uh, oh, how I love my thy word. It's the, my meditation day and night. Oh, how I love thy law, he said. It's my meditation night and day. He literally said that. Like, I love his word. I love Romans. And it's changed my life. And it's walked me in righteousness. And you walk through that book, dude. It's a tough book. But man, the more you understand it, it's like, oh, faith, righteousness, goodness comes through Christ, which is by faith, right? Then I apply yeah. the righteousness. It's really good, dude. Do you notice? So he he came about all of this, um, especially when he was teaching Psalms and Romans. Do you notice that Romans very much about the law to grace? It, it's very legal structure. Psalms is totally love structure, emotion, graceful wow. structure, right? So I, I really, it, it's hitting me of like, he's teaching these two books of the Bible that are vastly different in their approach to God, yet they handle two different aspects of God and blend it together at the same time. Right. right? Like there's what, a, what a, what a, what a God driven position for him to be in, to have to study the Psalms where David is talking. David talks about the law. David talks about righteousness, but he also talks about the love of God, the grace Seeking of God, his face. The, exactly the intimacy and relationship Romans talks about that pathway that happens that God laid out and the fact that God loves us. And so therefore what we can't do, God does with. Yeah, us, I right? think, too. Yeah. The, 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 the whole Romans to me is the walk of the Christian. It's the do you really consider yourself righteous? The first four or five books. It's like you say you're righteous, but do you walk in murder in your mind? So like you say, thou shalt not murder, but do you murder in your right. heart? Is there hatred that you have? You know, he was talking about hypocrisy and what we walk through. And he was talking about the world, how that's corrupt, right? Don't give yourself over to a reprobate mind. Then you come over here to the, to the Pharisees, then to the Gentiles. Then in Romans 5 and 6, 6 talks about the inward dwelling sin. Seven's the struggle with sin. Eight releases you from that, walking in the power of grace. It's like that whole book. And then it teaches you how to walk as a Christian after that. It's a really, really good book to sit down with and go, man, this is the life walk of a Christian. Because right. he was talking to the Romans. This was different. It was a different book. You know, and that's what's so beautiful about it to me is when you walk through it pace by pace, and, and I've only done it once or twice, really, to just sit and steep in it. I'll, I'll reference it a lot. When you sit through it pace to pace to pace, just reading these again, I just want to go back and read it again, just yeah. to eat that, marinate it, and, and let it sift through me, right? To understand faith, understand that it doesn't come from me. There's nothing I can do to achieve it. 
But that's the beauty part is that like I can truly walk in faith and do nothing of my own righteousness. And all I have to do is obey. I just walk in the thing that he's already given me, which is righteousness. Yeah. And it's not hard to obey. The Bible says that, that his commandments aren't grievous to those who are in Christ. It's not hard because the spirit's within you to obey. Yeah. So you don't even do anything about that. You don't even obey. It's the spirit in you that obeys. <laughs> my yoke it's is crazy. Easy, easy burn, is my light. burn is light. So this is a really cool representation of a, of a Lutheric lutheric or a lutheran doctrine right? right have has it been perverted of course you know just like anything you know i'm sure spurgeon now has been perverted by many sure. you know uh look at look at where all the greatest reformations happened they're the worst places it seems like boston yeah. massachusetts great bed of that whole new england area right revivals and all look at new england yeah, now <laughs> yeah right. so you know don't don't take it for what it is now it's just a perversion of what should have been you know like it's a perversion of what it could have been. And that know? gets into one of the points that I, I talk about towards the end is uh, people will say, ah, well, a house divided cannot stand. So therefore Luth Luther was, was creating division and therefore ruining the church. But I see it in a different angle. And if you do research into the post effect of the reformation, what you'll see is something interesting. He's <laughs> <laughs> freezing over there. I want to turn this thing off. <laughs> I'm so in, unbelievably in case, cold. In right case now, you're man. really confused, we have the AC blasting. Yeah, blasting right now. Easy, easy, I'm like sitting underneath it. it, and I'm getting all of it. <laughs> and it's not even pointing you towards know, me. Right sorry, now. bro. You know, easy. What you should do? Wear a sweater. You should buy a sweatshirt from theselfevidenttruth.com. <laughs> all right, but anyways, people will point to this and say, so therefore, it's a division, right? But if you notice, what had happened to the Catholic Church? Sin was eating it out from the inside out. Yeah, that's true. And if you notice what tends to happen, especially in the movements after the Reformation, a, a movement would crop up that that was rectifying a sin issue in the previous movement. Mm. That movement would then have Ooh. sin get entered in, would start to eat it from the inside out. So what would God do? He would take a seed planted in a new soil and that would grow up to help rectify the old issue right and i very much see luther as god's movement of okay sin is eating this out yeah. to where i need to plant a new seed to continue to move my spirit forward Truth. in the best possible way i love that right and and i think it's so important for us to understand that does happen god can do that right and and not that he doesn't heal and rectify the issue within the original but he also sends seeds out you know to do different things to Agreed. be different aspects Agreed. parts of the body i think the more you uh, to, to add just to add to yeah. your point like the the idea is not all of us are teachers luther was definitely that absolutely philosophical teacher i mean he was nicknamed the philosopher because he was so good at debating you know that's that was his thing he wanted to learn and learn and learn not all of us are scholars but we're all um what's the word what we're theologians we're all theologians in our own right because we that's our doctrine what we believe theologians really do that so are we all like scholars scholars no but we all should be studious in the scriptures we all should be and 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 there are people who say that's not that's not me man it's not my calling it's crap i think the more we understand the word and we understand the spirit that brings truth to the word then we really understand what it means, what right. it says, what it's supposed to say. And it would never contradict God, God, the father. You know what I mean? Because Christ didn't contradict God. Paul never contradicted God. And so all those people who say there's contradictions, you're foolish. 
it's foolish. You just don't understand the full breadth because you're yeah. looking at one aspect, not all of it. True. Right. Amen. There's the, because one solution does not necessarily solve every single situation. Sometimes you need a different solution to solve each. Can you do this part right? here? The realization yeah. he came to the realization. That's good. Yep. Um, so a lot of times people think, okay, so through faith is, is the realization that Luther had and, and that's it. Right. But this wasn't the only thing he came to. Right. So he also came to the church was the body not defined by apostolic succession. He also came to salvation wasn't by sacraments, but by faith. He came to humans didn't have a spark of good to seek out God. Now, this is one this is one area where I may disagree with him on. Now, you're a lot smarter than I. There's that a lot Al- more studied. That Calvinistic, Arminianistic it, view. Exactly. Right? It's this. And where do you fall? In the... And and I really feel this is where Calvin went. Zoom! You know, I, I really feel this is where Calvin really took off. Right. And and we could get into that later. I was thinking about this this morning, actually, in the shower, this whole idea of spark of good. Right. And anyways, humility didn't earn grace, but was a response to the gift of grace. A.K.A. the humility That's comes good. after the gift of grace, not before. Humility doesn't earn grace. Why? Because grace is unmerited favor, unearned favor. So you can't earn it. Therefore, humility has to follow the grace. Humility is the recognition of the grace. Faith was trusting on God's promises and Christ's proof, not affirming the teach- church's teachings. Therefore, if there's a contradiction, faith is affirming God in Christ not the church teachings. And, <laughs> and what Luther wow. was fighting against was a, an idea that the church, the Pope, gave all understanding that filtered down through. You have to remember, during that time, the Catholic Church did not want the common people reading the Bible. It was only in what? Latin and um, Greek. Yeah, Latin uh, and Greek. Yeah. Latin and Greek. Well, most of the common folk in Germany couldn't speak Latin or Greek. And they couldn't read at all. And they could exactly. That's that's why uh, I always forget. Um, what's his name that got burned at the stake for translating? Oh, uh, Wycliffe, uh, right? Wycliffe, yep. yep. It, it was dangerous to have scripture in English, in German, in the language of the common folk. And what Luther did was Luther turned that on its head. And he's, he basically said, we should all be priests. He, he was telling the church, you shouldn't hold this from the people. The people should all be able to read the scripture. They should all be their own priest because it's all each of their own relationship with God. Right. Um, so the 95 theses. So in Germany, there was a Dominican friar named Johann Tetzel, and he was sent to sell indulgences to raise funds to rebuild St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. So what are indulgences? going to read this quick i've got it under johan tetzel his famous saying, tetzel. his famous saying was when a coin in the coffer rings a soul from purgatory springs think about that seriously so what what were indulgences first in the sacrament of penance it did not suffice to have the guilt of sin forgiven through absolution alone aka you couldn't just have your sin forgiven you also needed to undergo temporal punishment punishment here on earth in other words, you, you had to get punished in order for your sin to be forgiven. Second, indulgences rested on belief in purgatory, that middle ground between hell and heaven where you have to earn your way out of purgatory. Uh, the accumulated debt of one's sins 
this was another Western medieval conception not shared by Eastern Orthodoxy or other Eastern churches, not recognizing the primacy of the Pope. And the, the idea of purgatory came a lot later through the papal system. Okay, so that being said, that is indulgences. So this guy's going around selling indulgences for the dead. By what Massey said, when a penny in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. So Luther wrote the 95 theses and posted them on October 31st, 1517, as a means Wait, to start a lively debate. Keep that thought. And I want to just explain Tetzel's mind. John Tetzel was the guy who was like the guy right. who was prescribed by the Pope to go do these indulgences. And he would use tactics like this. Do you not hear your family members screaming in purgatory telling you we are we sacrifice for you? We bore you. Now we're here. And he would use these stories against people. Again, they were literate. They didn't know. They were like, you can spring them for 500 years, you know, take off 500 years of their purgatory sentence by coins and coffers. Don't and you don't. love your loved ones? So in other words, there was an attachment to the money that you gave, which some doctrines today preach something similar to that. If you give, you will get this. That is dangerous manna doctrine. It is. Now, God can prosper. That is. I, I love prosperity i love talking about it it's not false to do it's not false to talk about that the problem is when you attach something to what you gave if it's truly the lord's you give it it's not even yours anyway there's no attachment to it there's nothing i can gain from it i do it because i do it out of a heart of gratitude and love to god right to, to help our church to help you know uh, like our church helping the, the the west coast right now like i don't care where the money goes that's that's between them and god my, my job is to give and give freely there's no other attachment to it here it was can you not hear your family members? Can you not see their torture? Can you not? You're going to be there one day. Wouldn't you want your sons to do this for you? There was all this guilt being put into the giving. And, and that gets back into the common folk didn't know any better. Exactly. Because they couldn't read the scriptures. And Luther was pissed. Because they were being deceived and they were being railroaded into this idea by guilt and shame. Shame. Shame will keep a man longer shame than any kind of shackle, dude. So why does this matter? So this guy was an indulgent preacher. He was appointed as general commissioner by Albrecht von Brandenburg, Archbishop of Mainz. Why does that matter? Brandenburg was in deep debt to pay for a vast accumulation of beneficies and was on the hook for a large sum to put toward the rebuilding of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Pope Leo X gave him permission to sell a special plenary indulgence a remission of the temporal punishment of sin, a.k.a. pay me and you can sin, you won't get punished here on earth. Pope Leo allowed Brandenburg to take half of those indulgences to put towards his fees and debts. Boy, that sounds really godly, doesn't it? Uh, you know, here, here's what we'll do. Self-forgiveness and uh, tell the people that uh, they won't get punished here on earth. And, and then we'll put it towards the basilica. And dude, a lot of these guys were broke and poor, and they would do it because of the stories they would two tell. Two pennies. Yeah, and they would give their two mites, if you will, right? Yeah. And they would just use this stuff. This is how terrible – well, anything can be used terribly. A knife can be used as a murder weapon, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> Which is meant to cut bread, you know what I mean, right. or you know, cut vegetables. So, But same thing with like religion, not rooted in the faith of Christ. You're swayed by the Bible says every wind of doctrine that come against you. And he says not to be swayed. And so when it moves you away from faith, when it moves you away from peace, when it moves you to sin, you get the wrong doctrine, pal. Do you do you see the danger in not having scripture? Oh, my gosh. 
how many people were misled and held under oppression because they didn't have scripture. They had to go on the directions and doctrines of men. And this is why <clears throat> I think Luther is so important to pay attention to as, as a, an idea of like what's important in following the Lord is you need that scripture to be able to weigh out what men are teaching. True. And, and if we don't have that, if we don't have access to that, all of a sudden we're relying on the authority of other men who will gladly tell you, I've got authority from God to be able to forgive your sins. You just pay me a little bit. You won't have any troubles here on earth for that sin. Mm -hmm. You, you yeah. were going to catch an STD for what you were doing, but now you won't because right. you paid me. So the punishment was giving more. Right. You're going to be in financial ruin the rest of your life. I think that's so dangerous, but also too, like how dangerous it can be not having faith. And I'll go back to that. Not having a faith that's in Christ. Right. Um, you just said it. I think it's, it's dangerous not having the word. Someone actually commented this on one of our videos. Uh, you know, it's not just the word either. It's the spirit, which is true. Absolutely. Because the word, look at that pastor who was like mis, mis, misquoting Romans 12 too. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. So like, it's not just the word. It's actually the spirit behind the word. The marriage of both. The marriage of both because the spirit will not lead you to sin. That's Romans. Right. Therefore, it won't lead you to the things of this world. It won't lead you to want more of the world. It'll lead you to want more of God and away from the world. And I, I think why I'm kind of on this train right now is because I've seen people say they're hearing from the spirit and they're misdirected. Oh, dude, you we know? hear it all and, the time. And, and yeah, we hear it all the time. And, and for those of you who are like, oh, well, the spirit too, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I think both have to be in balance together because you have to have the spirit to understand what scripture is really saying. And then you have to have scripture to understand if you're hearing from the spirit or not, because I've seen especially new believers full of the spirit, not realize that hearing from the spirit is a, a method of learning. It's like learning a new language. So you could hear something that you say, Oh, that's of the spirit. The spirit told me to leave my wife and run off with the secretary or, you weigh it by scripture and you recognize that what scripture is telling you is no, that doesn't sound right. I, I need to sit with the Lord more and weigh it against scripture. Right. And I think, and that's patience. Exactly. That, that's real patience. That's that, that beautiful side of just being patient with God. Let that's him open the door. Yeah. Let him open the door, you know, and then you can talk. Whereas a lot of people are like, I just feel this in the spirit guys. I've heard so much abuse with the words behind with the words that attach because the spirit told me, I've heard of many words that were, I was in it. I dare say even now, like there are people who will say in the spirit I felt, or I saw, and there's like no basis for this. Yeah. And, and there's abuse in that. So be careful. And do we walk in the charismatic movement? We believe in the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. They're very evident and very alive. That is not the issue. The issue is when you use that above the scriptures, you use that above the foundational tenets of the faith, the foundational uh, basis of Christ. Again, read Romans. It really talks about faith in Christ, Christ alone, Christ. And, and you know what I mean? Like walking in those things very carefully where the spirit then comes in and illuminates your walk. It, it, it empowers you to walk against the world, right? But then also empowers you to be supernatural, raise the dead, cleanse the, cl uh, cleanse the leper, heal the sick, you know, feed the poor. That, that's all supernatural. Notice feed yeah. the poor that we don't consider that supernatural. That's supernatural stuff, yeah. right? Because he did it. See what I'm saying? So he equates that as the That's same good. as raising the dead. That's good. And we need to think about that. Ooh, so, you know, there's more and more to this where you're like, all of those foundational things are rooted in the word, right? 
the tenets of the faith, 66 Absolutely. books. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now in the theses, I, I love this one because Luther really devastates the Pope by saying this. He says, as for instance, why does not the Pope deliver all souls at the same time out of purgatory Dang. for the sake of most holy love and on account of the bitterest distress of those souls? This being the most imperative of all motives, while he saves an infinite number of souls for the sake of that most miserable thing, money to be spent on St. Peter's minister, this being the very slightest of motives. <laughs> wow. Like, right. Like, you know why I'm laughing? Because I'm like, oh, dang. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm laughing to try to shoot off a little bit of conviction sometimes. Like, man, do it. Like, we were talking about this morning. Can I? We're all open here. Go for it. I deal with this da almost daily. My heart sucks, Lord. <sighs> That's real, like that you could preach the right things and your heart not be right. You know what I mean? And like, I, I, I don't worry about it. I don't walk in condemnation of it, but like, Lord, I just want purity with you. I just want your righteousness, man. I want you to take over my heart. And like, <clears throat> you never want to be outside of his grace, outside of his will, thinking you own, like you got it made, you know, like, Lord, I just don't ever want to depart from your grace, you know? And like, I read this stuff and you're like, dang, do I have that heart? You know? And it's not that, again, you're not doing it for self-condemnation. That's not what I'm right. saying. I just want purity with God. You know, like I know the disciplines he's putting me in now, right? The little things that he's putting me in and uh, sharper. Like I used to be so in the word that it overtook my life. And I was too strict in the letter of the law. So like I pulled away from that to get into prayer while I was reading the word. Right. And, 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 and thank God I didn't go too far and swing to the charismatic crazy side, but like it kept me foundational, right. Where I had to like look at people as people and how God sees them. And then still sometimes my heart's like, dang, you know, I wish I was more pure in that man. I wish I'd have said that different man. You know what I mean? You're just like, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to disgrace you. Thank God for grace, man. Thank God for grace. Cause he really does add this is a food analogy he really does add salt to what you said so it might have been like not the best way to say it or whatever yeah. but when your heart and intent was to go save that person i i beat myself up with it i'll say this sometimes i say things i'm like man i wish i could have said that different but then he comes around and like really gives it grace and man i really understood that thank you like really i thought i was pretty harsh with that you know what i mean or i thought i said that wrong or uh but i just purity is what i'm after this like holiness thing because I wasn't for a long time and I used it to beat people up or myself up. You know what I mean? This whole word thing. And you just want to walk in purity with the Lord and uh, you never want to defile him, you know, cause when you're a preacher, you never want to like preach wrong or whatever. And I think about that, you know, like I, I just, this, uh, what a gift we have, like the humility is because of grace, right? right? Not, not having humility to get grace. Like you actually picked me for this. And I want to walk in that. Like, thank you for that. Like, <laughs> and I don't, I've said this to Todd a hundred times, Pastor Todd a hundred times. Like I shouldn't be preaching. Like I am the worst example of a Christian. Sometimes I feel, you know, and I'm not doing anything crazy. I just feel like, gosh, you could have picked someone with a more pure heart. And I know tons of people like that, you know, and yet he chose us, you know, it's like, and here we are just, I just want to walk in freedom. 
and walk in that liberty. Anyway, it's not a pity thing. It's just a, I think about this a lot. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I think what you just said is, is encapsulate, encapsulates exactly grace should lead to humility because there's a recognition of, of unmerited grace in your life. You're recognizing the grace that the Lord's poured out upon you because of, of who you are as a fleshly sinner, right? I'm not casting aspersion. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Fleshly sinner, God still places grace upon you, still carries you through. That should produce humility. And it's a very scary position if it doesn't produce humility because you're not, then you're not recognizing the grace. You're not seeing it in your life. And so you're carrying yourself in an inaccurate view. You're lying to yourself. If you're not carrying humility because of the grace that's been poured out upon you. So I would say the, the, the heart position, like we were talking about before the podcast started, the heart position is actually a good sign. You know, it's it, there's a Alistair Begg quote where he, he talks about basically if you're worried about it, it means you don't have to be. But if you're not worried about it, you should be, which is really kind of the truest sense, right? Because you're concerned about it, you're recognizing it, you're seeing it. That means you're on the right path because you're humble enough to recognize issue or conviction. If you didn't recognize the problem at all and you're walking in pride at that point, well, you better be worried about it because you're not in the right heart that, position you know, about but it. <laughs> I've, I've heard that so many times different ways, Yeah, but you still can't help in your heart. Right, like, right, you know, it's right, crazy. Right. Like I was telling my wife some of the stuff yesterday I was thinking of and like stuff I'm dealing with. And she's like, but wouldn't you want blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know. I, <laughs> I, I know that. I want that. Like, like I get that. <laughs> and it's all in here. It just hasn't dropped in here. So right. I can't. Like I, I can reason myself. The problem with reason, it, the issue with some like you talking yourself into it, you can get talked out of it. It right. has to be implanted in you by the spirit and it won't be removed. It's not nothing can pull you apart from that. Right. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Once you have love put in you, nothing can separate you from it. Right. Nothing. Right. And so like it's the same thing with like doctrine when it's implanted in you, when it's like rot in you. Right. It's like nothing can pull you from that. I don't want to reason with myself to get doctrine. Yeah. reasoning is good to understand the pits of doctrine. Like, you know, is this faith? Is this grace? Is this, you know, does it pull me away from peace? All those things. But man, dude, like to want and desire holiness, to want and desire those things. Like I got a bit, there, there's times I don't care. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not even thinking about it. And I want to think about it. I want to think about, man, we got one short life, you know, one short life. Yeah. And it's very short, you know? And I, th- I think that's the beauty of what Luther talks about is when you look at what Luther talks about, He's talking from experience. He, he, it's not intellectual reasoning that that brought him to that level of description about these these aspects. It truly is encounter, and I think the more encounter and experience we have to, where, like you're saying, it's 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 in us. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The more we read his passages with clarity, the more we understand each line of like, I get that. I True. understand that. I know what that's like. Dude, for real. Whereas if you're not a Christian or you're a beginning believer and you read Luther says something like this, like, you know, humility doesn't precede grace. It follows grace. If you're that brand new Christian, it's hard for you to really attach to that and understand that. We're gonna, yeah. You, you may, you may get it on a on a level, but once you experience and encounter a statement like that, it it, it takes on a whole new meaning. Sure and does. and we're in a journey, a life journey of figuring out what that really feels like. 
you know, I think people will question and say, man, why does he, why does he even think like that? You know, he's a good dude or whatever. Like I've heard it many times. You're a really yeah. good dude. It's like, it's not that I question. It's not that it's just that I know. I've just read Corinthians so much, you know, like that first, that 13 and you're thinking about, man, I could, I could know it all, like have all the doctrines and prophecies, but if I'm not walking in love, dude, I got nothing. And it like, that gets me every time. Like, Lord, am I walking, abiding in love? Am I truly walking in the grace of God? And when I ask him those questions, there's things he reveals. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, so he loves those who he disciplines, not, not punishes disciplines because we're his sons and daughters. Yeah. So discipline is good. It teaches you disciplines and, and, you know, discipleship. And so that's the things I question. It's not like my salvation's question or anything like that. It's more the Lord change me. If I'm really truly wanting to be like Christ, like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Well, then I'm going to conform to Christ. Right. So it's not going to look like this world. It's not gonna look like anything else. Christ himself even was like, yo, let this cup pass from me, bro. Like, this is crazy, but nevertheless, not my will. Like, can you truly put yourself in that, that position with him? Don't. Right. No, no, it's not you my will, can't. though. It's your will. That's crazy. Yep. Right. And, and to your point, I think that analogy helps describe for you what you're going through. Right. So, so Christ says, look, if you, if it's your will, take this cup for me. I really don't want to do this, but not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. Right. So, he still has to walk through that process. God doesn't go, ah, okay, you said the right thing. We're good. No, no, no. You, you have to go through this whole process. And I think for you, what's happening right now is you know the truth, right? It's the, the process of walking through the conviction that is helping burn away the dross to reveal the love. Good word. You know what I mean? So, so like you're saying, the love is the standard. What's going on right now Nothing anybody says should pluck you from this process because that that the conviction of the deepest feeling is the sign that the process is happening. Yeah. And and that's that. the disciplining of the Lord. So it's faithfulness that's to him. Good. Like, okay, this is good explanation for a time, but there's joy on the other side Amen. because I'm learning from the process and I see where the Lord's leading. I me, love that. Right. You're you're so, you're the heart, like what you just said is exactly the right heart. Like I have to and we all should understand what I'm telling you is just a struggle. It's a, that flesh and spirit thing, you know, just, but knowing at the end, he's producing me a better work. That's what the Bible yeah. says. Knowing in the end, he's perfecting the faith, right? I know that. I just know how vile my heart can be in my mind. And like, it's vile, dude. Like I don't want to sin against the Lord. And people think, man, he's in ministry though. It's like y'all ministries everywhere. I'm realizing this more and more yeah. ministries, everything your family, when you go to the grocery store, how you drive, how you treat people at a restaurant, like the waitresses and waiters, everything's ministry, y'all. Everything. It's not just like Paul never had like a thing where he said, come at 7 p.m., Paul Christian Ship Ministries. Like it was you know, self-evident, all these other things we have, the, being a pastor, that's just the work of the ministry. But everything is ministry. And when we can realize that, like it really wants, like I want to seek God for that. Lord, I don't just want to go to the eye doctor to get my eyes checked. What if someone needs prayer? Lord, I don't just want to go to a restaurant just to eat. What if that waitress is struggling or the waiter is struggling? What if that manager, that boss is struggling? You know what I mean? Like just always thinking like on that level of like we're supernatural, Lord. We're supposed to be above that. And it's not like a thing you kill yourself with. 
And it's not a weird thing either. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna speak in tongues in the middle of a restaurant. Not what I'm saying, because that's weird too. You know, it's like just walk in the steps of God and be open to his direction, right? Everything is ministry. My kids, my kids, that's ministry. Every day, my wife, ministry. My house, how I keep it, ministry. Like everything is ministry because we represent the King of Kings. So like if I truly represent the King of Kings, I want to walk as a son of God. I want to walk as a son of a king, you know, and those kinds of things. So it's just that. It's just knowing that my life is more than this, Yeah. right? In the end, he's, I'm a steward, right? And if you're faithful in little, you're faithful in much. And just those little things, right? So it's just, it's, it's simple doctrines. And guys, if you can post some of these yeah. links, yeah. like, cause there's a point here we didn't hit, but that's more, I think more personal. Cause he really hits on like questioning doctrines and yeah. scripture. Like we don't want you to go to your pastor and just question everything he says. Luther had a basis for questioning. You know what I mean? So, and, and study it yourself to cap that just to kind of hopefully head off some of those people that would be, Oh, so I should post question the, everything. I should post the 95 theses on my church door. <laughs> What he was doing, Chill, buddy. yeah. What he was trying to do was he he was part of the debate circuit. Basically, he was part of he was a professor, part of the debate circuit. This this door that he was putting it on was kind of a sense of debate circuit. He wasn't pounding his reb rebellion on the doors of the Pope's uh, Vatican because people could read the thesis and debate him. Right, and, like, that's what he was going for. Yeah, yeah, and he actually defended his pastor. Yes. The Pope. He, he defended, not realizing the Pope was the one responsible, <laughs> but notice he was de in defense of the church. Right. He wasn't going there to question the church, but he questioned the doctrines. And so he was like, why is this doctrine this? But his whole thing was to bring the church to unity. If there's something off, I want to unify the church. Whereas most people, listen, where most people on YouTube and all these other things, listen to him. It's about division and God's going to separate the sheep from the goats. Well, then why are you doing it? Let God do it. You just preach the truth. See what I'm saying? Like, I'm, tr I'm, I'm, I'm honest with doctrine and we should debate that. We yeah. should, we should talk about doctrine truth. I, I'll, I'll, I'll stand with you toe to toe. I'll go with you on it. And I don't even want to, because to me, those are useless things to do unless it's real severe, right. but don't go out there just to spread. This is the truth. This isn't, that does nothing for anybody. Wheat in the chaff. Yeah. Read Luther's works. He walked people through salvation. He walked people through trusting in the faith of Christ. He walked people through how to walk in righteousness. He walked people through Romans. He walked people through Galatians. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't just preach and leave. It was walking and discipling through because he discipled himself right. first. And thank you. Absolutely. And, and to put a bow on that, he didn't leave the Catholic church. He got excommunicated. That's right. There's a big difference between him <clears throat> pounding the 95 thesis going deuces them out. And instead the church, after these debates, after basically putting him on trial on the whole thing, they excommunicated him because they didn't like what he was saying. Truth. That's a whole different process. So for right? Halloween, we're actually going to do this. I took this from Dale Partridge. If you haven't checked out his page on Instagram, it's great. But he said he walks through Luther's story on Halloween. That's cool. So we're going to do that with our sons uh, this year. It's a whole new tradition we're going to start. But just walking them through uh, these things. And I'll, I'll encourage you, look at what his life was compared to Paul's. Like, he suffered 15 years. Paul suffered and, and waited 14 to be even used. This guy walked through years before he was even on the scene. Exactly. You young people, not that God don't want to use you, but sit under the elders and tutors, please. Like sit and be with real leaders who have real fruit, who can show you, not ones who have questionable histories and have said wrong things here, right things here, who have, 
people who are smitten in the faith, right, who have cemented fruit, who show you by their walk that they're walking in the doctrines of Jesus, those sit under those people. Just sit and learn. Dude, There's nothing wrong with that. You're speaking my thoughts from this morning. Absolutely. Just, my, just driving here. Paul, look at Paul. Everybody forgets he sat under the apostles for several years for, before, yeah. before he did anything. He, and now he spent time in the wilderness by himself. People, oh, see, he went out by himself. This guy was under scripture for decades. He had one heck of a foundation to go out into the wilderness. Because at the time, they only had the, the Old Spirit. Testament. Exactly. And he knew it. When you memorize the first five books of the Bible, come back and talk to me about going into the wilderness. Dude, the not just memorize, because <laughs> I've, I've been watching these really cool debates. You guys, again, check out Ruslan's page. He's just so good. But he had another guy on there who talked about, because you know some, some people on podcasts are like, you know, all that was hearsay and it was all by word. That's how they did it. No, that's how they communicated. That's how they that's how they did. They memorized lineages, dude. Yes. First five books of the Pentateuch, they memorized that stuff, right? So they, this guy used an analogy. He goes, you guys remember when you were kids? I memorized everybody's number, my aunts, my moms, my this. Can anybody do that now? Why? Because the times don't call for that anymore. Mm -hmm. But back then, that was so important to learn and to memorize and to understand. That's why the Bible says, or he was talking about memorizing Romans. Right. Memorize it because it's in you. When you memorize it, it's in you. Uh, David said, thy word have I hid in my heart. How do you do that? You memorize it. So I wouldn't sin against you, Lord. Like that, see, that, That's where this Christianity We've kind of lost this art, I think, in a lot of ways. We get the little pinup scriptures that we can all yeah. memorize, but the pith of the scripture is what's around it. The, the, yes. The full the counsel full of God with Romans 8, 28. Yes. All things work together for good. You know what I mean? Whereas I, then you start reading the Old Testament, you're like, well, say that to the children of Israel. Say that to... No, no, no. It did work out for their good. You see what I'm saying? Like, good. you have to understand the whole counsel of God to understand the scripture. John 3, 16 is not just for God's love the world. No, no. God so loved you. Because of your sin, he loved you. He knew you couldn't achieve it in your own righteousness. He sends his only son that if you believe on him, you have everlasting life. Because recorded history showed man could not keep the law. I sent my son, my son, he was crucified for you. And he willfully did it, despising the shame. Put himself, now he's your righteousness. And now you're the righteousness of God through Jesus because of his. I mean, there's so much. It's not just John 3, 16. Right. You know what I mean? There's so much more to that scripture. It's a and, simple ones. And and yeah, not to say that you have to memorize all the scripture no, before no, you go no, out gosh, on ministry, no. which I I, I would I was prefer. I could be taken as saying that. What I was saying is Paul spent years, years in discipleship being raised up before he went out, right? My bad. So no, we're, that's all we're right. just, we, we were, were just, riffing. We were... Game on, game on. You know, we started recording 15 minutes earlier so that we could get done 15, <laughs> 15 minutes, minutes earlier. earlier. We just went 15 minutes longer. Well, nine minutes. Nine minutes. All right. All right. Anyways, you do it, you do guys, be sure to check out the selfevidenttruth.com. Do not forget to check out our blog. Do not forget to check out Massey and all of his glory and beauty. If you're a listener, you got to check out our YouTube, Spotify, uh, Rumble videos, whatever. This is beautiful. So until Friday, enjoy your week, guys. We love you. Have a great day. Love you guys. Peace. I love those. those.